Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Football Medicine Podcast. Be prepared, today we have a very, very special guest. For this chapter, we have the honor to present to you one of the best surgeons in the world, Professor Dr. Nick Van Dyck, specialist in surgery of the ankle and knee, sport traumatology and arthroscopic surgery. Professor Nick accepted our invitation to talk with us about the subject of fifth metatarsal injuries. Aspects like the most common type of injury on a professional football player, its etiology, conservative and surgical approaches, as well as the estimated time to return to play, are discussed. And before we start, we'd like to thank Rogério Barbosa, a physiotherapist who is also collaborating with Football Medicine in the section of Education and Research, for doing the interview in Clínica de Dragão, in Porto. Since me and the remaining members of the podcast section were unavailable to do the interview, and to talk with Professor Nick was such an amazing opportunity, we couldn't let pass, Rogério promptly showed up and offered himself to do the job. So, in behalf of all the Football Medicine team, we are very proud and pleased for his effort. All this being said, don't you dare to miss this one, it will be fantastic! Hello, Professor Nick. How do you do? I'm doing fine. And how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you so much. Thanks for being here to share a little of your knowledge and experience with us about uh, fifth metatarsal injuries in football players. So, let's get started. What type of fifth metatarsal injuries exist and which is the most common in football players? Um, there are several um, uh, fractures and the fifth metatarsal. Uh, you have the uh, fractures in the shaft, um, which is not specifically for football players. Um, you have the avulsion uh, fractures. And then what's more typical for the football player is the fracture between the, the bases and the, and the shaft. And uh, this is a watershed area in which the, the vascularization is um, less uh, less good and they don't heal so well and 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 often um, this is the area of uh, stress fractures and the stress fracture that is specifically an injury uh, for football players very well so nowadays what treatment options exist regarding this type of injuries both conservative and surgical approaches uh, well, the, um, the fractures in the shaft, um, the treatment does not differ from um, how you would treat uh, uh, non-football players also. You can treat normally conservative. When there's a bad displacement, you can treat operatively with, uh, with a plate. Uh, the avulsion fractures, normally you treat conservative. Uh, they will heal whatever uh, treatment uh, you give. Normally you can give uh, Walker Booth for four to six weeks or you can um, uh, wear um, a good shoe uh, that will support um, these avulsion fractures. They usually will, will heal. For the, um, the uh, stress fractures, um, it's a different story. Um, it's a very interesting uh, and specific uh, fracture. Um, the, uh, the process begins on the lateral cortex and um, the lateral cortex dissolves and this takes weeks to months and the, 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 the patient or the player in this case doesn't have uh, symptoms. 
but the lateral cortex weakens um, and um, and even dissolves um, and this weakens the um, the bone this weakens the fifth meter tarsal in that area and then with a small uh, step a small misstep um, the rest of the cortex breaks and that is um, the real fracture that then occurs so you have a pathological part which is the lateral cortex which is not there there's a gap in fact and you have the uh, fresh fracture on the medial cortex so on the treatment basically it doesn't matter what you do if you treat it conservative if you treat it with a screw or with a plate or with a, a tension band wiring this fresh fracture of the medial cortex it will heal it will heal within a few weeks within six weeks it is healed the problem is this pathologic uh, lateral cortex this gap because it will still be there um, when the fracture is already healed and that's the reason why there is um, uh, quite some refractures in this um, uh, this type of this type of uh, of stress fractures so if you have a stress fracture the key is to recognize that it's a pathologic fracture that this lateral cortex is not there there's a gap and you want to have this gap uh, healed in order to um, um, to have a, a lasting result over uh, over time it's of course interesting to uh, to have a theoretical try to find a theoretical explanation why does this uh, lateral cortex dissolve why is there this pathological process and probably it is because of distraction forces which occur during the running during the activity it is the fifth meter tarsal is protected by muscles but not on the lateral side um, so all the forces are on the meter tarsal on the dorsal on the plantar and on the um, on the medial side but on the lateral side there is no muscle forces who protect the fifth meter tarsal so there is distraction and that dissolves the lateral cortex so the solution lies in compression on the lateral cortex and that's why the best uh, treatment for me is to have a tension band wiring on this lateral cortex or a tension band plate so nowadays I will treat it with a plate in order to give compression on this lateral cortex you also have to uh, uh, to stimulate the uh, periosteal uh, bone formation you have to uh, put a little bone graft if the gap is too too big but this is um, you have to recognize and read the fracture if you look into the literature, the treatment in uh, high-level athletes is with a screw, intermedullary screw. Um, and again, this will heal the medial cortex, but you still have then this problem of the lateral cortex. The screw does not provide enough compression on this lateral cortex, so for me, it is the less good, um, good implant. Um, if you treat conservative, just to go back to the conservative treatment of these stress fractures, you have about 85% chance that the fracture heals. So you have a 15% chance that after nine months um, the fracture has not healed.
that is to say the fracture on the the, the pathological lateral uh, cortex and that's the reason why professional soccer players why I always advise in professional soccer players to go for operative treatment because a professional soccer player doesn't want to have a 15% chance that the fracture will not be healed at nine months with conservative treatment. Sorry for the long, end, long answer. No, no, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, so I, I ask you, with this uh, surgical combined procedure that you recommend, um, which is the estimated time to return to play in your experience? Well, the, uh, the medial cortex, like I um, explained before, it will heal in, in six weeks. So basically, uh, the, the, the fracture has healed, the medial cortex has healed uh, in uh, about six weeks. So in six weeks, there's no symptoms and the patient can go back. The key is then this lateral, and, and it will go well in, in uh, 85% of cases, but uh, you don't want to run the risk. So you want to to have this lateral cortex uh, healed, and that will take uh, at least 10 weeks. So you will find that these players go back typically at 10 to 12 uh, weeks. Okay, very well. So, um, can you please send a final message to football-related sports medicine professionals about this very important, but not always easily manageable, thematic fifth metatarsal injuries? Yes, uh, we, we've written this article with Jean Ekstrand in the British Journal of Sports Medicine uh, under the title uh, Stress Fracture of the Fifth Meter Tarsal Potentially Career Ending. Uh, and so it's important uh, indeed to, uh, to recognize um, this fifth meter tarsal fracture as a stress fracture. Look carefully at, uh, um, at the lateral cortex to see this, uh, this gap. Um, recognize it as a stress fracture and then realize that this fracture should be operated um, because with conservative treatment you have this 15% chance that it will not be healed within 9 to 12 months and the professional football player has not the time to, uh, to wait um, for this um, uh, healing and doesn't want to take the chance so uh, surgery uh, I would recommend in, in the stress fractures of the fifth meter tarsal and then uh, on the technique um, give compression on the lateral cortex and treat the, not just the fresh fracture which has um, uh, occurred but also treat the pathologic um, uh, process um, Look at the uh, uh, virus, look at the shoes, um, and, 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 and make sure that the fracture uh, not only heals, but that you prevent a new stress fracture to occur. Thank you, Professor. Thanks for your availability to participate in this podcast. It was indeed a pleasure. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to, uh, to talk to you. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Once again, our special thanks to Professor Nick for giving us a piece of time out of his busy schedule to have this conversation. And again, of course, to Rogério Barbosa for conducting the interview. We hope that you can now better understand the etiology behind this type of injuries and, most importantly, be more prepared to do the right choice whenever these type of situations appear in front of you. Well, 
As we are finishing, here comes the classic message. Feel free to rate or leave a comment on our iTunes page, Mixcloud and our website footballmedicine.net. See you all in August. <laughs>